gonna make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Thank you for joining us for the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. And believe it or not, this is our 100th show. 100. Listen to the crowd. Welcome, welcome. They've gone wild. <laughs> I'm joined by my good mate Trevor Long. My name is Stephen Fennick. We recorded the first show on August the 13th, 2021, right in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And that first movie was The Godfather. Godfather, yeah. So one, here, this is our 100th movie we're bringing to you. And we are talking today about John Wick. Now, just a warning, there is some explicit language. Uh oh, not so always. You do have the uh, kids in the car, just uh, maybe warn them. They're, they might be hearing some Maybe fruit, skip back to the fruity, sound of music. Fruity language. <laughs> John Wick was released in 2014, mm. starring Keanu Reeves. Now, the movie was directed by a chap named Chad Stachleski. Stachleski. Now, get this mm. he was. Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix movie. Are you kidding me? The director of John Wick was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix. That is wild. Is it ever? You'll also be surprised to know. Have you heard of Eva Longoria? Uh, yes, she, she was. was a, the, she was a credit in the movie. I yes, saw. Her, so I went, oh my god, she was she one of the housewives. Desperate housewives. Correct. Desperate housewives, there. Yes. You are. Trevor's got an eye for talent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was a producer. And the this is the director, I'm quoting now, the directors were repeatedly asked about her involvement. The director replied, never met her, but we thank her for writing a check. So she was a big support. Oh, so that's so when, she was, so when you're a producer. Producers help financing the movie. Oh, yeah, or financing, right. getting the so, talent. Yeah. So you're not actually there going, I'd like, because it's, see, oh, to no, me, a that's producer. That's more a director. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm a radio guy, right? Producer yeah. is the person who's really making things happen. Yeah. Well, you know? Well, in, in the film industry, I guess producers you're it happen, yeah. doing the deals with the actors, <clears throat> getting the, right, the, the okay. director, the actors they want, getting them the locations they want. So they're okay. the. They're the ones in the background, so the director can fulfil his vision. Gotcha, you know gotcha. Okay. Now, this movie, the story is actually loosely based on a true incident. Really? That happened involving a former Navy SEAL, Marcus Luttrell. He was the guy who wrote, I don't know whether you've seen that film with Mark Wahlberg, Lone Survivor. 
No. So this tells the true story about him during an operation in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, he was given a Labrador puppy, which he named Daisy, and um, after one of the members of his team. Right. Now, on eight, in 2009, he was awakened by a gunshot and saw four men drive away from his house. And he found the dog dead in the yard from a gunshot wound. Oh wow! So what this guy did—he's he's a like a like a pretty he's Navy a seal. seal. Yeah. He's actually chased them he, across four counties in his truck until police apprehended them, and he, they they he, he they got to the point where they were caught, sentenced for animal cruelty. Latrell, the the uh, ranger, said, "I spared them." Because I've killed enough people already in Afghanistan, so he could he was he was that he was going to kill them because they killed his dog, mate. Wow! And as we know, that's what happens. Sorry, uh, they yeah. just killed. There was no breaking. They well, just killed his dog. They they killed. They they. I think they tried to do like a break and enter or something. Oh, right, but yeah, okay. he found his dog dead in the front yard wow. of a gunshot. So that's what this was loosely based on. Now, had you any impressions of this movie at all? Did you had you heard of it or? Uh, okay, so here's my impressions. I, I definitely know it's a it's a franchise of sorts because yep. I know there's a more recent one out now. Because um, my mate Paul Murray is a massive fan of John Wick, and really? I think at some point I had the opportunity maybe to see it in the movies. Ah. And I said to him, "Should I?" I think it, uh, we were talking one weekend. I said, yep. "I might go to the movies," and he said, "You go and see John Wick." And I went, "Do I have to have seen the other ones?" Yeah, and I think he helps. said, "You probably should." Yeah, it helps. And yeah. so that obviously stopped me from going to the movie. Uh-huh. But I know that didn't people... stop your Mission Impossible. You watched the seventh one before the first one. Well, that was uh, that's you know, all good. Uh, premier that was, experience. That, that was last week's episode. Yeah, by the way. exactly. <laughs> also, Stephen. Stephen <laughs> left out some really interesting facts about that movie, which well, we will cover in the yeah, private feed okay. in Two Blokes Talking all right, Tech. All right, hey? about, yeah, we took them seven movies and they didn't even know it either. So anyway, anyway. the anyway, so I'm aware it's a franchise. I yep. I get a sense it's based in reality, which I like, and I get a sense that it's action. Yeah, well, this was set when they when they created John Wick. It was set to be a trilogy, mm. so it was based around John Wick's. Uh, going back to his previous life yep. and coping with the loss of his wife and his dog. Right. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2 came out in 2017 uh, and John Wick Chapter 3 came out in 2019, which was we thought was the end of the trilogy. But uh, lo and behold, John Wick 4 came out in cinemas this year. I yeah, saw right. it a couple of months ago. Yeah. So and that was like a two and a half hour epic. It was so, it was also awesome. it was originally a trilogy. It was originally and then they thought the you studios know what? there's just room going, you know for what? more. That we can make more. There's room for more. Now, you've seen the fourth. I just need yes. to understand. Yeah. Do, was it pushing? Did it push the trilogy too far? Or no, was it, no. So it, was, it, it, it was a great okay. full stop on it. It was really good. Oh, it's a full yeah. stop. Well, I don't think it's going to go ahead after this. Okay. I think it's a nice sort of <clears throat> – they've, they've okay. completed it. Yeah. Gotcha. No spoilers, but yeah. So this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to be diving deep into John Wick, but if you haven't already seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. And uh, been supporting us along with Hisense since the very start, and we appreciate Fetch and Hisense and the great people, Sue and uh, Scott and everyone at Fetch, who have created an amazing product over many years. And, and Stephen and I have followed the Fetch journey for literally years. Um, it went from being a set-top box for iInet customers using amazing broadcast over the internet technology to now being an all-in-one home entertainment system for your big screen TV, which, of course, should be a high sense. Now, <clears throat> Fetch has live free-to-air TV. It has live subscription channels you can you can subscribe to for very, very mo- modest amounts. It has all the streaming services you could want. It has movies to rent and buy. It has movies available 
two subscribers to, to watch for free as a part of your monthly plan. Um, it has the ability to record your TV shows. It has the ability to show you the catch-up shows that you're into to jump straight back into without having to go through all the menus of your uh, catch-up TV apps. It is literally everything big screen entertainment in one box. And most importantly, when it comes to movies, oh my goodness, thousands, literally thousands of movies available to rent, buy, stream on Fetch. It is brilliant. Whenever I speak to someone, uh, I've had callers on the EFTM podcast and Stephen, you would have had emails from people who have Fetch and they love it for that reason. It's an all-in-one box. So check it out now. You can buy it at major retailers or you can uh, talk to your local internet provider and see whether they provide Fetch. Good work. So you have now seen it. So now what are your – were they different to – you sort of knew Keanu Reeves was in it. You knew the name of it, but now that you've seen it, how, what have, what's changed? So I get now that it's a little bit – so obviously it's titled after a character and it has that James Bond effect. It's like this is all about this person and yeah. their, you know, their their ways of doing things. I, you know, I, I get how it's so popular because action – but there's also – I like the fact that it's full on, but there's also a really solid basis to the story. Yeah. Like that whole dog thing and, and the like, it's yeah, yeah. it really embeds yeah. you in in the character early on. I think that's very smart, and that's probably why it has such success. Is because you feel emotionally attached to that character, and so, so I like that about it. It's human side. I, of it, I yeah. thought it was easy to follow. Yep, uh, very watchable. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think that's the kind of movie that there's so many ways you could categorize movies. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, there's well, this there's is like an action all the way action, but <laughs> I, I I call it. A choreographed action movie because it was like watching oh, a, sure. it's like watching a ballet. Like the the choreographed action scenes were amazing. Yeah, and that, yeah. I think that's a Keanu Reeves thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that's, that's very Matrix like. But anyway, okay. what's yeah, your tweet? I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, uh, my tweet here is: uh, Don't go straight to four. Start at start the beginning. The beginning. <laughs> John Wick is a worthy franchise for you to get yourself into. Well, I saw this at the movies. That might surprise you. And I've watched all four films. I own all four films as well. So I've watched I've watched them. Uh, I haven't watched Force in the second time. I've got it here. I'm going to watch okay. that for sure. But the first one I remember seeing in the movies and thinking, "Wow!" Like I, I'm a fan of action movies, but this was it was kind of a different action yeah. movie. It, yeah. it wasn't like your 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 run of the mill cookie cutter action movie. Yeah, it was, that's there was true. A bit more in it. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the cast. And Keanu Reeves, of course, plays John Wick. We know him from Speed. We know him from The Matrix, which we've done on the show, Point Break, which we've done on the show as well. Mm. Now, this was a very personal film for Keanu Reeves. Reason being, in reality, his wife died. Uh, the, the, his, sorry, his wife in the, in the film reflects the, the fact that his former girlfriend died in, in reality in a car accident. Oh, wow. So he, his character, um, the, the, she was even pregnant with their first child. And oh, um, wow. yeah, yeah, so it was of quite an emotional time. The child, unfortunately, was stillborn, but the the accident was was apparently the result of heavy medication for depression, mm. and that, that's what caused the accident. Uh, claims that they reckon that she died instantly, but it was a massive, obviously, you know, the huge, huge thing for Keanu. Reeves. And it doesn't matter whether impact. you make a movie a month or five exactly. years after this, that. This that's, was years earlier. That's so, unfortunately where you're going to draw from. So come to <coughs> John Wick and his character, his wife's passed away. He's yeah, wow. not, not hard to access those emotions in reality. Uh, Michael Nyquist plays Vigo Tarasov. Now he was in the girl with the dragon tattoo, and not the the uh, Daniel Craig version. The girl with the dragon tattoo was written by by a, a Swedish writer, I think, 
And so they made them in in uh, in the original language, and oh. he was in that version, which I've seen. They're really oh, good. Yeah, wow. they're really good. But what they did is they remade <clears throat> Gil with the Dragon Tattoo in English with Daniel Craig right. as, as this as the Michael Nyquist character. But uh, he was also in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol too. So when mm-hmm. you eventually get around to watching that one, yeah. Michael Nyquist, you'll never remember him. It was also one of his final acting roles. He died in June uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. So he made this in 14, passed away in 2017. Willem Dafoe plays Marcus. Now he was in the original Spider-Man with uh, Andrew, with, uh, was it not Andrew Garfield? No, with um, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. He yeah. played the, uh, the, green, the, the Green Goblin. He was also in, do you remember him in American Psycho? He was the detective investigating Marcus Allen's murder with, uh, he, he was definitely, we've, that, we've already done that on the show. He was also in, I think he was nominated for an Oscar too for the Florida Project as well. Right. There's also another guy in here, Alfie Allen, plays Yosef Tarakov, the guy who asked about the car and the, the son of the, of, the, of the Russian guy. Okay. He was in Game of Thrones. If you're a Game of Thrones no. fan, you'll see he was heavily uh, involved in Game of Thrones. But he's also uh, the singer Lily Allen, the Br- British singer. Yeah. That's that's uh, his sister. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, talented family there. There you go. Righto. Before we get to the run-through, let's talk about Hisense. There are other great sponsors that we've had from day one. Day one. The Hisense have just released their 2023 range of TVs. And the beauty of this year's range is they are all mini LED. So there's mini LED backlighting. So it really improves the quality. There's, there's full array local dimming. These tiny little little backlights allow create more dimming zones so they can create better contrast. So bright colors right next to blacks. There's no blooming. It's, it's really high quality and it's all through the entire range. And that's on top of Hisense's QLED quantum dot technology as well. You can display over a billion shades of color so that the movies that we talk about look amazing on the big Hisense screen. And it's not just for watching movies, of course. It's for gaming. They've got their Game Mode Pro. So with HDMI 2.1 running 4K at 120 hertz, a variable refresh rate, Auto low latency mode. If you're a gamer, what I'm saying now is music to your ears. Sport also with the auto sports mode, 200 smooth motion. So everything looks really smooth. And it also is running the VDAR U6 high view engine and the VDAR U operating system as well. And remember this, Hisense TVs come with a three year warranty. So they really back their product. But this year's range is is out is absolutely amazing. Available in a range of sizes as well. I should mention the the U7 series is available from 55 inch all the way up to 98 inch. So there are plenty of choices if you're after a big screen. We that's our motto around here: go big or go, go big home. or go home. So we uh, we do encourage those larger TVs. And the, the the best thing for you to do is go to go down to your local retailer, stand in front of a high sense TV, and see the quality for yourself. Don't just take our word for it. Check it out for yourself. Three year warranty. High sense, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, there it is. It, now, <laughs> if you want to check it out for yourself, head over to highsense.com.au. Now, before we get to the run-through, yes. I do want to give a shout-out to Tardis3 on Twitter, okay. who has literally, as we're recording, yep. um, just tweeted us to say congratulations on uh, 100 movies and thank you for the 100 episodes. I still love the podcast. He's uh, Michael's his actual name. Yep. Um, he's also the person responsible for the uh the list running our ratings on running his list, our yeah, ratings on his so little blog. Yeah. He, he keeps a tally of all of our uh, our movies and I the think ratings of him every that we give. Whenever I give my rating, I think of him every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here's what's interesting. Um, before we get into this one, the average IMDb score of the 99 movies we've done thus far is 7.75. Yep. The average Stephen score 
is 8.92 and the average Trevor score is 8.26. So even though you've had some misses in there. I'm pretty generous, but you're pretty pretty solid too. Yeah, that's the thing. I think uh, you've got to say. What did you say? I've had some misses in there. What? Yeah, because I've rated some (laughs) moves. I rated... Some, yeah, not one some of my favourites. Leon too. the Professional, four. Yeah, I'm, um, very, I'm still hurt about you not liking uh, the Warriors too. That still hurts well, me to this day. Yeah. You know, if you picked a better <laughs> movie. Anyway, thank you, Michael. Yeah, and thank you to work. everyone who's uh, who's been listening since the very start. All righty. Well, let's get into our 100th movie, John Wick. And it starts off with uh, you just see an SUV crash into a yeah, wall. You think, what? what's wow. going on here? And you see John Wick get out. He's wounded and he's on the ground and he pulls out his iPhone. And watches a video of his wife. And is this weirdly wrong? But what I loved about this bit is when he's watching this video, it's it's so truly well done that the blood on the screen, like the, yeah. just little things like that. Yeah. Like if you were that I bloody, that. you would leave blood on the screen, and and he does. So he does, yeah. I like that about it. Yeah. it. It gives it a sense of real realism. Well, I like this how it's sort of the end is the beginning. Yeah, this is just a flashback I, towards the end. I didn't. Yeah. I don't love that, but yeah. it because it, I well, if what, it started how it did, right? Say it started like the. The next the the next scene is him waking up and it's the day of his wife's funeral. funeral. Yeah. So if it starts like that, I think it, it's got no. There's no contrast. There's no origin. Sort of he's come from this to this sort of thing. So I, I reckon that's clever putting that at the start to say, well, this he's been been through the wars. See, but let's it go feels back like a bit. the kind of thing that someone said. Okay, just you know, like after they'd filmed it, they said we should put this at the start to get people understanding that there's going to be some action and violence yeah. and whatever. Yep. But who's leaving a movie in the first five minutes? You know, uh, so I don't artistically. I think they personally, to do that. I don't yeah. know that it was necessary. Well, we do know that after that scene, he does wake up alone. Uh, we we work out then that it's his uh, looking. He's, he was watching a video of his wife. Yeah, and so you're assuming that the funeral is. It is, is assumed. Yes, funeral. there's you know there's a wake back at his home. Yeah, and um, sort of it was a rainy day at the at the uh, at the cemetery. They had yep. the funeral, and he he catches up with an old friend of his. It's been a while. My condolences. How are you holding up? I keep asking why her. There's no rhyme or reason to this life. It's days like today scattered among the rest. Are you sure? Don't blame yourself. What are you really doing here, Marcus? Just checking up on an old friend. And we see Marcus plays a role later in the movie. Absolutely. Then the wake you talk about But here's, happens, yeah. here's the thing. This, yeah. this moment here, and we'll get to the delivery in a second, but... I actually think it's a very powerfully written shot, everything, mm-hmm. this whole moment, because, you know, there's a funeral. I think we can all understand that. There's mm-hmm. that moment there we just heard. Yep. You can understand having a conversation like that. There's the wake. Most people have been to that and seen that. But it's actually that moment where he shuts the door and it's like the last person has left. Mm. And it's this instant, oh, man, you realise he's alone now. Yeah. And, you know, unless you'd experienced it. Yeah, and I can imagine if Once you have experienced home, it, that yeah. would be a very emotional thing to Absolutely, watch because that's yeah. the point, right? Yeah. When everyone's gone, yeah. you're on your own. You've got to cope by yourself, and that's yeah. why I love the fact that you think, "Oh man, he's on his own." Yeah. And then there's a knock on the door. Yeah, and I, that I think is a really well. I don't know. There's just something really powerful Some about very, that transition. Very poignant. Yes, it yeah. is. And then we find out he gets the delivery. It's a gift from his late wife. We find out it's a a dog and a card. John. I'm sorry I can't be there for you, but you still need something, someone to love. So start with this. 
because the card doesn't count. I love you, John. This illness has loomed over us for a long time, and now that I have found my peace, find yours. Until that day, your best friend, Helen. Oh. Like, yeah. I don't know how there she was, planned the delivery. There was but something in my eye during that scene. Yeah. Yeah. She planned a perfect delivery after everyone had left oh, and yeah, was eating yeah. dinner. But anyway, yeah, that's remarkable. Well, she planned her, well, she said in the message that she was, they knew she was sick. She knew she was dying. And yeah. so she obviously planned it, planned it very well. The dog, by the way, is a little beagle. Yeah. That's a beagle. The, the dog was Cute played. As hell. Beagle puppy's name was Andy. Aww. The dog was eight weeks old when the movie was made. Aww. So it was a real pup. Yeah, beautiful little dog. And, and we see now a little montage of him. Falling in love with the dog, takes it everywhere, sleeps beside him in the bed and uh, jumps eventually, up on the bed and gets in the bed, him on the face. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's a dog owner, you're probably going, oh, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> you're not a dog owner, so no. you, I don't think you can relate as well. But uh, anyway, he uh, takes the dog with him to they head out to the gas station. Mm. Uh, he's driving a beautiful. 69 Mustang, by the way. That's a nice and one. And it too. does attract the attention of a gentleman. Nice ride. Mustang. Class 429. See a 70. 69. Ah. Beautiful car. Thanks. How much? Excuse me. How much for the car? She's not for sale. Oh, uh, at that point, I would have said, mate, can you stop banging my car? Yeah, oh, no. He was tapping the car. The banger, said, mate. Top, don't touch but my that's, car. You can feel it. You can feel it in John Wick. He can be like, you know what, mate? Oh, yeah. The, the question is answered. And, mate, if you touch the car yeah. again. It's not for sale, pal. Yeah, I actually thought the violence was going to break out right here. No, not there, not then. Just wait up a bit. But uh, the very next night, we see uh, there people have invaded the home. And he, I think he wakes up, he sees two people in, like in black standing in his mm. lounge room. And they all, they all go at him. And unfortunately... They try to kill him, but they kill the puppy. I'm thinking, no. When you say unfortunately, they intentionally kill that oh, puppy too. Oh, man, it was so heartbreaking. We'll talk later about what the producers and the studio thought of this. Straight right? up, I yeah. I had oh. hoped that the puppy was just oh, like knocked out because no. you don't kind of see how he kills it. You just no. so I thought you hear, myself, you hear the squeal of the dog. I oh, thought, oh, mate, oh, I hope you just knocked him out. My heart was, I swear, you know what, when I watch this again for the show, yeah. I was dreading that scene, yeah. dreading it. Yeah, And I'm thinking, oh, so painful. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, they've not only killed his dog, but they've also stolen Taking his the car. car. Yeah. And uh, Yosef takes the car to it wasn't it wasn't hard to work out who was at the, his house right after no. the petrol station incident. Uh, he takes it. Yosef takes it to a guy named Aurelio, uh, who he, immediately he, as soon as he sees it. it, yeah. Yo, Aurelio. Huh? I want a new VIN number and some clean papers. Where'd you get that car? I asked you, where the hell did you get it? Who gives a shit? All right, get out of here. Just get out of my shop. Get out right now. You just lose your shit, Aurelio? Because we own you. Wait, what did you say? What did you say to me? We own you. You don't own me, punk. I work with your father, all right? The owner of the car, you, did you kill him or what? No. He sure himself fucked up his dog. You <laughs> fucked up his dog. That's what you did. You yeah. fucked up his dog. Yeah. All, that's crazy <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> so he bashes, smashes he, he crack, him. Cracks in there. Which is great is because that, this young thug thinks yeah. 
thinks he he because his father's in, in you know some sort of you know mobster. You can already tell because yeah. the way they're acting. He thinks he's got this guy. And this oh, we own you. Yeah, I know. Him. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> you might have heard the audio jump a couple of times during that because in that scene in the movie, it was intercut with John Wick being in there. That's so right. So John Wick comes by and intercut with that is him talking to Aurelio about his car. I think he gives him another car. Yeah. And that was then we, we work out that Aurelio knows he's he's in, he's in, he knows that Joseph whose car it is, and he struck him as well, mm. and that gets back. To his old man Vigo, who's this, uh, who's this really powerful dude? I really speaking. I heard you struck my son. Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, may I ask why? Yeah, well, because he stole John Wick's car, sir, and uh, killed his dog. Oh. <laughs> Either that's, that's the other moment. response. Oh. It's a brilliant bit because again, yeah. you don't know who John Wick is, right? Yeah. You get the sense that he's, you know, he's something, a badass, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but he he hasn't exhibited any real brutal, uh, you know, <laughs> not yet <laughs> uh, moments. Yeah. And so for this guy to go, oh, when he hears yeah. his name, it's Ooh. like, oh no, yeah, what, what's he done something here? Something doing there, mate. It's very good. So now we're up to are up to the section. Now I've labelled the consequences. <laughs> John John heads down to his basement with a dude. Were you wondering what he was doing with the basement? Yeah, it was a bit weird. He's smashing yeah. apart concrete. Through I'm thinking, did slap. you bury a body and yeah. you're trying to surface it now or something? Well, it wasn't actually his body. It was his, all his weapons. Yes, but why are they yeah. why are they under a concrete bury, yeah. slab? Just black, lock them away in a cupboard. So I mean, obviously, fast forward backwards, whatever you want to go here, but. He obviously, you know, he retired from that lifestyle. Yeah. But rather than getting rid of all the guns and weaponry, he just he put it under put them under concrete. Yeah, yeah. So he still wanted to keep them, but just didn't want anyone to see them. You know, and so maybe there's a psychological thing here of like, just in I, case, I'm never, I'm never really walking away because that's that's well, kind of mentioned here. You never really leave this game, right? I've thought of why he put concrete between himself and his weapons. Because I think he would have made, he wanted to make it harder for himself That's to right. grab a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like someone who's just put him in a cupboard with a key, mm. it's a lot easier to get to him. Yeah. So it, to me, this signifies it's going to take a lot to drag him back into his former it life. Probably also signifies that he's a guy that can snap like the the car thing that yeah. showed a lot of restraint Did for him what? not to bash that guy just for yeah. tapping his car. Yep. So that restraint is now unleashed. Yeah. The, uh, did you see this sequence when he's in the shower and he's got his big massive tat on his back? Mm. His back tattoo uh, has the Latin phrase "fortis fortuna aduavat," which oh, literally course. means "fortune favors the, the strong." Oh, the strong right. used as the motto of several military units oh, around the world. Interesting. So, uh, in meanwhile, back at Vigo's headquarters, he finally catches up to his son, and uh, who they, is none the wiser. Yeah, he's uh, he's not really uh, the sharpest tool in the shed, but uh, his father quickly educates him. I'm not talking about Atlantic City, you know. What the? You mean Aurelio's? So I stole the fucking car. Oh fuck, Vigo! Right, you stay. It's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Who? The fucking nobody? <laughs> that fucking nobody is John Wick. So, you know what I love it? To this point, right, 
they're building up who the hell John Wick is. You're building yeah, it up, building yeah. It up. You, you really because you know nothing. What's going on? We don't know anything yeah. about this guy. You don't know who he is. Uh, you know, uh, and and it's a solid. Everyone has fear and a reputation. That's what you get. Yeah. And we we find though, he, Vigo gives up a little bit more information though about his relationship with uh, John Wick. Suddenly one day, he asked to leave. It's over a woman, of course. So I made a deal with him. I gave him an impossible task. A job no one could have pulled off. The bodies he buried that day laid a foundation of what we are now. And then my son, a few days after his wife died, you steal his car and kill his fucking dog. So timing is everything. Yeah. Not the best timing. No, not at man. all for Yosef. Because that's the thing. If good old Yosef had just done this a week earlier, yeah. When we know we because the the wife mentioned the car right in yeah. the letter, so we know the car means a lot to him. Yeah. If they'd have just come and to steal the car a week earlier or a week, maybe two months later, Before whatever. The dog, yeah. Just the dog He thing. would have copped a sweet. The dog tipped him over the edge, mate. Yeah. I'm telling you. Because he would have just gone, you know, yeah. I'm going to get that it car back. Significant I know gift. where stolen cars go. Yeah. He was a, the dog was yes. a significant gift. But you know what? But Vigo's a businessman. He knows <laughs> He knows what he has to do. He, he can't he's, have Wick out there. He, he's got to now go kill him. Yeah. So he sends 12 men to kill John Wick. Yep. And uh, this was, again, the first time we see him in action. This is, mate. And he's think, I mean, you're thinking, whoa. At no point in this <laughs> yeah. scene, obviously he's been built up very well, but at no point in this scene did I think every single one of them was not going to be killed. <laughs> all right? It was so obvious yeah. that we, one man was going to bring them all down. I do love that. He, he kills them all. I do love he gets on the phone. He goes, oh, I'd look a bo- book a table for 12. And that's the cleaning that's crew. That's the cleaning comes crew. Up and cleans everything and up. And the best part is happened. the cleaner opens the door. He goes, I thought you'd uh, yeah, given up on this. Up yeah, this no. time. yeah. But uh, we do find out that Vigo, Yosef's uh, <laughs> dad, has now offered a two because he finds out that all his men are killed. Yes, and he and he offers a two million dollar contract on Wick's life, which Marcus accepts. Right now, at this point, I'm thinking, Hang I, on thought, I thought they were friends. Yeah, and you're thinking, I love how this is played. I won't I won't say more about it now, but I love how this is played throughout the movie. At the end, I'll explain. Okay. But well, he at decides, this, well, as as, yeah. a, as a first time viewer, I'm yeah. looking at it going. Mate, this guy has he's accepted this deal because he's yeah. a businessman. This business, is his yeah. job. It's all business. How else is he going to make money? Yeah, that's a, well. That's I think that's what I wanted you to think, and that's that's the right thing to think. So now we're up to the section I call the revenge, right? Which is the name of a Seinfeld episode too. It is too. John arrives at the Continental Hotel, and he checks in. I have you for two nights. Depending on business, it may be more. Of course, sir. So when the old place get a facelift. Around four years ago. But I assure you, sir, she really hasn't changed much. Same owner. Same owner. Room 818. And as always, it is a pleasure having you with us again, Mr. Wick. So you you quickly find out that this hotel is a special kind of hotel yeah. for hitmen and, and it's for pre- people it, in the I business. I think it's so well done because it's unspoken, <laughs> but there's every now and then there's yeah. rules scattered throughout. But bottom line, you realise this is not he's not checking into a Hilton, right? Yeah. He's checking into a place that knows what he does yep. and will accommodate his needs. Hands over the gold coin, remember the yes. gold coin as well. Now in this scene, Lance Reddick plays the guy behind the concierge. He sadly passed away. A couple of, uh, like just before the premiere of John Wick Four, 
Lance Redding is in all of them. Oh, really? And he, just before the fourth, he passed away. Yeah, he died. Oh, wow. He plays the hotel concierge. Uh, his name is Sharon. Now, in Greek mythology, Sharon is the ferryman of Hades. So you have to pay Sharon for safe passage. Yes. Remember how he gave him the gold coin? Makes it's sense. kind of a little uh, symbol there. He puts Makes the gold sense. coin out of his pocket. And he puts it in his pocket, remember? He doesn't put it in a tiller. He no. puts it, he goes, thank you. Yep, yep. And he, t- he cops it sweet. So John is sort of, is sort of paying to be protected there. Mm. Now we uh, remember he said, oh, is it the same owner? And we're assuming that the owner here is Winston. So he sees Winston, who then he asks Winston where he can find Yosef. Now, as I recall, weren't you the one tasked to dole out the beatings, not receive them? Rusty, I guess. To what do we owe the pleasure? Yosef Terosov. What about him? I'd like to talk with him. A talk, you say? I'm familiar with the parlance, Jonathan. I want to ask you this. Have you returned to the fold? Just visiting. Have you thought this through? I mean, chewed down to the bone. You got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond. You may well find something reaches out and drags you back into its depths. Where do I find him? So he's back, mate. He's back, baby. Oh, there's a line. Is it in that? Did I miss it? Um, where um, Week's talking and the, the other guy's like, listen, mate. This, we, yeah, we think don't, it through. Yeah. No, no, we don't discuss business here. He goes, yeah. this is not business. Yeah. This is personal. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, he eventually tells him that Yosef is at the Red Circle, yep. which is a big nightclub. And uh, naturally, John heads over there and it causes wild. havoc. I think he finds Yosef downstairs in a pool he's area. In, the and, baths. And is with the, with the girls. And uh, he then just starts dispatching a few people who try to stop him. And uh, Yosef, unfortunately, escapes. He avoids a lot of bullets. Yes, he does. I've got to say that about this yeah. film is yeah. a lot of the baddies aren't very good shots. No. There's a bloke with a machine gun firing yeah. on John Wick at one point when he's running John through Wick's this place. And it's like, mate, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're a bad shot. Yeah, I think they're like all stormtroopers. They're all bad shots. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like that. Back at the Continental, though, where he thinks he's protected, this young lass, remember, he sees her when he's checking in. Hey, John, mm. remember the girl when he's checking mm, yeah. in? Yeah. She, she turns up. She's apparently been offered $4 million to break the rules of the Continental. Yep. The rules of the Continental. Plus, we've got old mate on the balcony correct, with yes. a sniper Marcus, rifle. Marcus, yes. yes. So c- rules are... Once you're in the Continental, you're safe. You're safe. But if you want, if she's obviously, they're paid overs for her to break the rules and try to get to him. Mm. And they have this fight in the thing in the bedroom, in his hotel room. And Marcus, who is on the balcony across the road, he actually fires. You're, I'm thinking he's firing, shooting to kill. I realized that he was shot to warn him. Remember, he was asleep in the bed. Well, so I'll yeah. tell you this right now. Yeah. I, I'm, that's not where my head's at right now. Well, I'm watching this going. Yeah. So Wick's, Wick's lying down in bed. He's looking through the window. It 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 shoots probably 10 centimetres from his head into a yes. pillow, right? Because he so, sees the woman behind him. Well, she sees him. Okay, but that's yeah. so in my head, watching it for the first time. Yep. He's either a bad he's shot <laughs> or, he's, or he's, his sniper needs calibrating. He's not a bad so shot. I, I haven't yeah. at that point yeah. put together anything else. Well, I, I took that to be. He's warned him. He no. said, "Look, wake up! There's someone in your room, and that, and he's then able to fight off the the woman. Okay, and uh, that's him saved his life. Now 
he realizes that Vigo has the, he's apparently all his cash, his valuables are all stored in a church. <laughs> this is wild. And he decides to head to church and go into his vault and torch and mate, he everything. Just, by the way, you know, someone says because the the girl says, you know, that's his headquarters. It's yeah. it's a front. This church is a front. Yeah. So he walks into the church and just starts <laughs> popping people, including a, a shot to the knee for yeah, the, the priest. The priest in inverted commas <laughs> goes down to the vault where yeah. you assume he's There's just going to take cash, cash. Yeah. just take cash. Yeah. But no, nah, he just lights a grenade and flare and sets mate, it all on fire. Burn it to the ground. Wow. Yeah. And what happens, of course, Vigo naturally hears about the fire yep. as John actually comes at him, gun, all guns blazing. That was a little battle there with in the in the car park. They're all shooting each other. Mm. And did you notice what happened where the car hits the other car and, and knocks, knocks John him. out the way? Yes. So he, he's sort of unconscious. He's captured and then questioned by Vigo. It was just a fucking car, just a fucking dog. Just a dog. Vigo. When Ellen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep. A final gift for my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope. An opportunity to grieve on alone. And your son took that from me. Stole that from me. Kill that from me! People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your son, or you can die screaming alongside him! Wild. So and what, that, yeah. oh, by the way, just that little little tiny monologue there oh, yeah. is an epic piece yeah. of, of he Keanu took that Reeves. away from me. He killed that away from me. Yeah, and, that. you know, I, awesome. I'm so it, it's sitting with me the death of his wife now. But yeah. it's it's like he, he channels it. Like absolutely. In, you, I mean, that's what they say about acting. You have got to channel stuff. But you know, like he's channeling something. Yeah, that is will. full on. Is he ever? But you see what they did at the end of that scene? They put a bag over his head. Yeah. And he's about to die. Yeah. And what happens? Marcus pops Marcus him off. Pops Marcus off. is there, mate. He's his guardian yeah. angel. Yeah. So he he kills those two guys, and then that gives him a chance to go after go after Vigo again and sort try to find out where he actually is. Where is he? Shit! I have your word then if I tell you where he is. You let me walk away. Pull the contract. Done. It's kept in a safe house, Brooklyn, 434, Wallace Place. They know you're coming. Of course. How's that? He gave up his son's location. You he know what? He's unstoppable. This it's, yeah. it's amazing. But there's yeah. some, so there's something about it that you make you think. Okay, he's you know he's a he's a mob boss kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's his son. But his son is also a dope, yeah. and I think he probably knows that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just wonder whether or not you, uh, the alternative universe is his son isn't a dope and just made a mistake. So imagine this: the son is actually, you know, the next big thing. He's definitely the the heir to the throne. He's mm. gangster through and through, and he did make a mistake by killing this dog. But did he ever? Would yeah. his, Would the father give him up if he wasn't a dope? Because this kid's a dope. Maybe not. 
Maybe not, but uh, he does actually go, and I think he just shows his proficiency not only in like up close with the gun, but also with a sniper rifle. He's shooting them all, yeah, and eventually then kills kills. But Yosef. again, the great thing about it is not only that amazing like accuracy and speed with a sniper rifle, yeah, but he goes in like he's in the room, he's in the apartment with them shooting people. He he brings the son down, doesn't kill him, yeah, and and takes the effort to walk over to him, yeah, and just yeah yeah pummel him. See you later. He's gone. So then, yeah, after that, he heads back to the Continental. He checks out of the Continental. Yeah. And he's given a brand new card. Which is wild because yeah. he had a really nice classic yeah. car that he was given by Aurelio. Yes. So, so what's happened to that car? Right, he's just That's getting, all I could think at that he's, point. He's, he's got more cars than the Sale of the Century contested right now. <laughs> so he's get, got this new car, but Marcus helping uh, John Wick along the way has caught up with him. Vigo yeah. has, has found out. That he, he was actually helping him out. And while it was open, you had every chance, every opportunity to kill John Wick. And if you have done your job, my son will be still alive. So Marcus, the poor guy, gets he's he's the one they ended up killing him. Yeah. So he he pretty for, brutally. He too. gives his life, you could say, for John Wick to protect yeah. John Wick. Yeah, because all I through ask, the movie, is there, is there a backstory to that, that that comes up in later movies or uh, anything, or is that no, not explored? No, no, it's not. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty, but pretty overwhelming bit of dedication yeah. and support he gave. You got to remember, Wick. Marcus is in this in this world, yeah. and he realizes that a contract's a contract, and if you go against it, it's kind of look, look what happens. Yeah, and he did that for his mate, but it's not really yeah. explained why. Do you know what I'm saying? I think they they go back a bit. They go back away. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying yeah. if four wraps it up. Yeah. Is there an origin story for not, these guys? Not for that that I can remember. No, no. There's but no. could there be? Is what I'm saying. But absolutely. Yeah. There'd be a, there'd be a good actually. That'd be a good idea. You do a prequel, a prequel I of mean, him before he decided why to are give these up. Two... You could do a prequel up until the point where he goes. You know what? I've met this woman. I'm marrying her. Exactly. I'm out. I'm out. That's that could it. be a prequel because yeah. he leaves the game. Yeah. But what's the story between yeah, him no, and Marcus? Well, well, he'd be in it. That'd be. Good. I think they're probably producing that right now. Like <laughs> it's a great yeah. question to I've, leave. I've seen two, three, and four. Two, three, and no, I can't, I can't recall that there is a backstory to that, but a prequel would be great. I'd watch that. I'm here I to produce. Watch that. I'd watch that. Anyway, we get to the final showdown at yeah. the docks, and uh, this was, you know what, did you, did you love this car chase? It was sort of like um, that the, rather than um, shooting a full-on car chase, they say they couldn't afford a full car chase. So one of them suggested... A what he called a car foo sequence, where the cars are sort yes. of battling each other, and that meant they could contain it in one area rather than shooting, closing down half the city for a car chase. Yes, so it was a different way of doing it. So I he, like it. He uses his car choreographed and his gun as the weapon. A couple of pit maneuvers. My only my yeah. only concern about the uh, about about it was I don't know why John Wick put himself on the side of the dry dock. You know, uh, so yeah, he, he yeah, pits yeah. one car into the dry dock and then he puts himself on that side of the, yeah, the he other could have fallen over. Yeah, true. Mate, true. what are you doing? True. But anyway, the final showdown is what we are seeing between uh, our man Vigo and John Wick. No more guns, John. No more bullets. No more bullets. Just you and me, John. You and me. What happened, John? We were professionals. Civilized. Do I look civilized to you? 
So they battle it out, and eventually, of course, uh, Vigo is killed, and and then we see this is the bit that was at the very beginning. Mm. Do you remember the very beginning where he's at, he walks out of the SUV? So the beginning is now the ending. Walks away with a limp, breaks into a dog shelter or yeah. a vet's office. Or you something. don't really realize what it is until yeah. you, re- see you see the dogs. dogs yeah. yeah, but there's so many medical supplies. It's clearly like a veterinary clinic. Yes. So he gets something for his stab wound and decides to take a pit bull picks, puppy with him. Picks a little dog. Yeah. And, you, and off like, they go. My thought as the, in that final scene of him walking away, the dog is okay. So that dog's going to play a role in it. Like yeah. he's, it's going to yeah. be his, his dog. His it's going to be his rock yeah. in the next movie. I'm Absolutely. assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, did you catch the line? Now, this is the very first favourite quote that we're going to play in a different language. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. This is That's uh, true. In a hundred yeah. movies. Yeah. Now, that's in English. That is and when, when the guy, I remember when Yosef was negotiating, stepping in the car, he goes, and he said in Russian, every bitch has a price. Yeah. And then he replies in Russian, well, not this bitch. And he was saying, "Whoa, we understand trash of this guy with <laughs> yes, yours." Yes, and this is another favorite. Remember, after the twelve guys are killed, right? Okay. And there's police at the door. Do you remember this bit? Oh yeah. The bloke comes to <laughs> knocks on the door. Evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. Noise complaint. Noise complaint. You uh, working again? No, just sorting some stuff out. I'll leave you be there. Good night, John. Good night, Jimmy. <laughs> That's so good. The thing is, they, they take a shot of the cop's view and you can see a body in the <laughs> hall. So your first thought is he's opened the he's door gone wide. Here, yeah, like, he's gone. Like, what have you opened the door so wide for? Like, it's clearly cops. <laughs> yeah. But he's opened the door so wide the cop can see at least one body. And he knows his name. <laughs> Work again, John. Come on, Jimmy. It's very good. That's unreal. I like it. All right, a couple of little plot holes here. Yeah. Now, the, given the reputation of John Wick, yeah, wouldn't Yosef know who the hell John Wick is? Do you reckon if he'd seen him at the gas station, he would have oh, thought, "Holy my shit, God, that is he would have so thought, holy true. shit, that's John Wick." That is so. You true. Don't, or is he that dumb? Is he that stupid? Well, okay, that that, that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, he's a dope because everyone knows who John Wick is. Yeah. Apparently he didn't know that he was picking on John Wick. Yeah. So that is a real dope. Uh, this is like a, us being tech tech people too, mate. Near the end of the movie where he's watching the video, um, it initially looks like an iPhone 4 or 4S, but in during the movie he's using it's a, a 5S. It's a 5. Yeah, it's a 5S. No, it was a 5 from the very start in that in the, where he's lying on the ground watching the video. Are you sure? I thought it, looked like, it looked like a 4. No, it was a 5. No. You could see the, see the silver edges. That's what the four Mate, had. The, first, no, no. the four had the silver edges. The no, five. No, but it, it was it was it was it was thinner. Mate, trust me. I thought it was a five from okay. the get go. Oh, well, there is confusion there. <laughs> Things you might not know. The directors received notes from the studio suggesting, does the dog asking, does the dog have to die? Yeah. Because mate, killing a dog in a movie is a is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I think we've spoken about. It. There was one movie. I think it was. I can't remember. They killed a dog, and the whole test audience hated it, and they changed it. So I think, it, think, it, I think it works. It was here because pivotal. it is. It's yeah. the, it's it's yeah. stealing his car, mate. Whatever. Yeah. Like we'll get the car back to you. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's but the there's dog, all that kind of stuff. Being a gift from his wife. That's yeah. like killing his wife again. Yeah. You know exactly. Um, did you know also that the film takes place? How many days do you reckon has passed? 
I think it's it's no more than a week. It's four days. Yeah. It takes a the main plot is in forty eight hours, but it takes place over a four days. So funeral to afterwards. Oh, funeral included. Yep. Okay. Did you notice when he's uh, in the safe house scene, the character's username displayed in the top right? You know the Blake's playing the video yeah. game. The character's name in the top right is Neo, which is oh really? Kevin Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. That's His name's funny. Neo, yeah. That's funny. Did you also see the pistol that he mainly used in the beginning is the Heckler & Co. P30L? How would I see that? I heard that's a good gun. Oh, wow. Good <laughs> on you. It's got a customised suppressor and compensator. The only thing, and I know you're in the middle of stuff, but yep. I know you might have even mentioned this earlier and I might have blanked, but it's been I've been struggling with Victor. It's mm-hmm. billions. I've the yes, the, the, his mate. The his whole mate time from at the I'm petrol station. Going, is this Law and Order? Yes. He, uh, like, I'm, where is this guy from? The guy it's that was at the petrol station billions. with him, mate. The gas station with yeah, him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's him. Billions. He's an Aussie. That guy. Yeah, right. He's Australian. Oh yeah. wow. He's Australian. Okay. Uh, now, in a in an in, there was one scene. Kevin Nash is in this movie. He right. plays a bodyguard. He plays like a bouncer. Now, do you remember when he goes to the Red Circle nightclub, and he comes to the character Francis the bouncer? And he was allowed to live. Nash said, who played the the bouncer, when he mentions that he lost weight, he goes, oh, you've lost weight. He goes, yeah, about 20 kilos. That's code, apparently, for there are 20 people. There's there's 20 people in there. So they gave him up. That's why he spared him. He sort of talked in code. He goes, yeah, I've lost about 20 kilos. That said to John Wick, there's 20 people in there. That's brilliant. So he gave him a heads up. That's why he wasn't killed. He spared him. So if, ask, wow, ask like anyone that. if they lost some weight when you see yeah, them next right. time. Yeah, right. Well, next time I'm worried about how many people are in there to kill me. <laughs> Did you notice this as well? And when you look back on it, you'll, you'll notice this. Yeah. At the start of the movie, the the film is a cool blue colour. There's, right. a, there's a different sort of monotone to it, which is they say, this is the producer saying it reflects his detachment and the struggle of he's coping with his wife's death. Yeah. But then he, when he goes back to his old, he goes to his old ways. The colours sort of start coming back into the movie. It wow. gets a bit more colourful. If you look at it, that's you'll interesting. Notice I heard that about Oppenheimer. The, there's a there's black yeah. and white and colour scenes, and they're meant to portray different. Yeah, so it's sort of, different. The beginning styles. was more muted, so yeah, he's right. sort of struggling. Then the colour sort of starts coming back in, and at the very end, um, the world, the colours have become more subdued again, but slightly warmer as well. Hmm, there yeah, you go. Something to watch out for. Huh. Three questions for Trev. Hit me. What was John Wick before he was a hitman, do you think? It, it feels like military. He shows a lot of traits that he was <coughs> once me. a Marine. Right. Yeah, he uses the M16. He drives a Mustang. He shoots his enemy twice in the chest and once in the head. That's sort of typical Marine marksmanship training. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Can you name some of the cars in the movie? Uh, we know the '69 Mustang. Yeah, then the black car he got was a um, it's a, it's a Dodge Dodge Charger '68. He got a Charger and a Challenger. Yeah, '68 yeah, Dodge what it is. Charger. Um, there's also there's the a, '70. The, what's the fastback that he had? That he took the from Chevelle. Aurelio. Is it Chevelle. the Chevelle? Yeah, yeah, that's there too. That's nice. Okay, what was the body count? Oh, I was thinking that during the movie. Yeah. During the red circle scene, I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I hope he doesn't make me count this. Yeah. I literally thought that while I was watching it. <laughs> so it's gotta be it's gotta be forty plus. Mate, way more than that. Yeah. Now there's been plenty of people who've had an opinion on it. Right. I've heard 77, 89. Now, according to the the cast, so the producer and Keanu Reeves reference the number eighty-four. 
wow. as the official body count. Interesting. 84. Rightio, that is huh. John Wick. Give go. us your wrap-up and your rating. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's the kind of action movie I like because yeah. there was that – I mentioned at the start, there's the there's the story to cling on to. Yeah. Um, it I, wasn't your typical action movie. <laughs> that's why I love it. No, yeah. that's – Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a believable action with a whole um, alternate reality, the whole, you know – the the hotel style yeah. like that that like there's a world can't surely that exists, exists right? there's a world that exists I mean I say yeah. it can't surely exist but I don't know how maybe do you it know? does right yeah, how do you know yeah. but that I really you buy into it Absolutely. I felt really bought into it and and here's the thing I can't wait to watch two like that's oh, yeah. that's, that's where I'm at at four you know <laughs> so um for, for, for that it, it was it was an easy love it kind of kind of re- review rating wise I start getting really nervous about ratings now because we've done so many and there's this okay. whole scale thing but yeah. I think it's a nine. Yeah. It's it's. If I'm with you there. It could easily yeah. it could easily push a nine, but I'm going to yeah. stick with nine. I'm a nine with you. I'm all with you with you with the nine. Uh, I, I I again think there is so much choreography to the movie. Like I I, I love watching the behind the scenes and how uh, I, I did. I mentioned he did nearly ninety percent of his stunts. Yeah, wow. He did mostly all all that choreography and the, and the producers and the 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 stunt the stunt uh, men and, and women on the movie were saying mm. how what a quick study he was he'd learn stuff real right. quick like he did a lot of um a lot of arm like gun training with guns with military right, okay. people and yeah. he learned martial arts and everything and so he was just so in just totally immersed himself in the role wow so yeah i'm i'm a solid 9 there as Excellent. well mate i really like it uh what are we doing next week are you want no, you no, asking no, next, no, week next week we're watching waterworld Starring Kevin Costner. Costner, right. Released in 1995. Now, Kevin Costner is the star of this movie, but not the director. He has, though, written and directed a lot of his movies. Okay. Which of these movies starring Kevin Costner did he not also direct? Okay. So where he was just the star, not the director as well. A, Dances with Wolves. B, The Postman. C, Field of Dreams, or D, Open Range? I feel like he definitely did Field of Dreams. Directed it too. Yeah, I feel like he definitely did that. I've never heard of The Postman, so I'm going to say The Postman. He he was only starred in Field of Dreams. What? He, he didn't direct. I thought you would have picked it up as a baseball movie. Yeah, well, I thought that was why you gave me like a you were uh, trying I, to put I, me I off tri- there. I tricked you. Well, I did. It worked because yeah, The Field of Dreams he didn't direct. Dances with Wolves. He, he uh, that's why I've heard of the other and two. Directed, rubbish. He, he won an Oscar for Dances with Wolves for best director. Right. Wow. Uh, and in the Postman was a massive flop. He <laughs> wrote, wrote and directed it. And Open Range was like a western, a really good movie. Oh, really? Where he wrote and directed. Uh, he sort of sorry. He starred and directed in that as well. Excellent. Well, that was our one hundredth show. Oh, congratulations! Can you believe it? Yeah, hundredth show. Well done. Hey, hundredth show. I've enjoyed a hundred. Well, no. I've watched a hundred movies. You, you've enjoyed... watched a hundred more movies that you normally wouldn't have watched. Isn't that wild? <laughs> like that's a lot of movies. Just, Just for the record, we're, that's we're, a movie a week. We're going to rename the podcast "The Education of Movies" by for Trevor. <laughs> okay, that's what this has been. We really appreciate your support over our hundred shows, and the beauty of this show is that. These are timeless episodes. You can yeah. go back and listen to our entire back catalogue. There's a hundred of them now, triple figures. That's it. You can go back and enjoy them to your heart's content. Tell your friends about it too. We really enjoy bringing you the best movies you've never seen. That was John Wick, our 100th episode. Please join us next week for Waterworld, as I'm sure you will, Trev. See you then. Bring it on.